Welcome to the Soccer Geeks Podcast, hosted by Jason Barbato. Hey everybody, welcome to the Soccer Geeks Podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Jason Barbato, along here with our producer extraordinaire, Mrs. Marissa Cowley. How you doing, Marissa? I'm well, a little under the weather, but we don't believe it's that the cron, as they say. Yeah, so. You're not, not <laughs> dealing with any Autobots or Decepticons. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, Tennessee, you know, the weather being 70 degrees one yeah. day, 25 degrees the next it's just, right. you know, it's just your body doing this stuff, but it does when it, the weather changes and it's crazy. So, but exactly. we're glad to see you here. So uh, thanks for, Thank thanks you. for being here. Thanks for braving through, not feeling, not feeling great. How are all things, uh, how are all things in the world of soccer for you, Marissa? Well, I mean, we won't go too into it, but I'm a huge Arsenal fan. So I'm, ha- I'm sad we didn't play Thursday, but uh, hopefully it will be. By the time game- people listen to this. Well, it was COVID. Liverpool had yeah, COVID. So, okay, gotcha. but uh, by the time we listen to this, hopefully, or when the public listens to it, um, yeah, I'll either be sad or happy about the outcome of that. Uh, e EFL. I don't know. So many cup right. games. We but only got how, two options. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing yeah. great. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, it's uh, Afcon is starting, and I got my the one African nation jersey that I have that I own with some friends. Uh, sent to me from Uganda. And so even though they're not playing in it, you know, showing support to the a massive tournament in a, a continent on this earth that loves the game. So really excited to watch that tournament with the family over the next few weeks and looking for some really great passion on the soccer field. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Outside of that, I am ecstatic to talk about literally one of my favorite, not only uh, people in the world, but one of my favorite players in the world today on today's show. Um, so super excited for the conversation we're going to get into today and hear about his experience of a as a budding professional. So welcome to the show, Mr. Miguel Berry. How are you, Miguel? Enjoy. Yeah. Doing well. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Who could I, who could, who better to have on this show than you, buddy? Um, obviously been a long time a supporter of your career and all of your endeavors, both on and off the field. And so, uh, you know, it just fills me with so much pride to see everything that you're uh, accomplishing week in and week out. Um, tell me a little bit about, you were sharing a little bit earlier that you had uh, some training going on. So can you kind of just walk us through what that looks like? You know, we're, we're, like you said, a, a, about a week away from you know training camp officially starting so what does this kind of this dark period look like for a professional player in the MLS right now um just getting ready for preseason uh preseason's a grind you know two sessions a day so it's just getting your body ready in the gym you know uh using the training facilities for the gym on the field getting some runs in just getting your body back so you're not you know going 100 miles an hour right away and getting hurt so sure um you know, obviously it's it's grueling, but it's you know you're excited because obviously in, in two weeks you're you're playing playing games again. So um, we're we're really excited already. We got we you know we got our schedule. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who we're playing, but uh, you know we, okay. we you don't do, need to. You know we yeah. want to play, and it's it's exciting. Yeah. So uh, you know yeah, we can't wait for games. Obviously, games are why you play. So going into this now being your third your third camp along this this basically your third training camp, right? What what have you learned over the last two years that have kind of helped you onboard this one? You know, you, you left last season on a pretty high note. You know, how, how are you get how, what are you kind of preparing for to, to kind of keep that trajectory going for yourself? You know, it, for me, it's really just preparing physically so that, you know, the work that you do physically, you're, you're ready for. And so then you can, uh, you know, 
push on technically and, and tactically and, and kind of if you do the physical work the rest of it comes comes easier so it's being ready physically and, but also not do, overdoing it because you don't want to you don't want to get injured week one in preseason that's the worst sure. thing then you're three four weeks behind so right. um you know for me that's all it is and i think i think i'm probably more relaxed going into this one than the last two so that's probably a good thing how does um outside of just basically you know eating right sleeping right not going out you know being smart staying in um you know, getting in the gym, getting your runs in and things like that outside of just the, the, the physical component of it. Uh, can you talk a little bit about maybe the mental preparation or even some of the video preparation that you might be uh, applying going into this coming season? What does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, this, this off season, I rewatched every single game I played in um, yeah. you know, just to see for, for me, it was to, almost to see the progression. You almost see uh see things a different way and obviously when you watch yourself i think for me i personally i find it um been helpful in that i feel like you realize you know you always have more time than you think um especially you know in the game everything happens a thousand miles an hour but uh and i think you know also to see your own progression gives you confidence as well and um i think uh for me that was that was you know key thing it was it was fun as well and you know on the mental side of things just just staying relaxed keep obviously you're, you're a human being before you're a soccer player so keeping taking care of yourself that way as well so that's yeah. always important. How much did the text messages at halftime from your buddy Jason help? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know, I, I couldn't actually see any of them until after, but uh, I, I feel like smart. I feel like I Good. That's there. a way not so to get fined by coach. It always, yeah. it always supported. Yeah. That, that's why I, I think I had a quite a few second half goals. That's probably why too. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps. That helps. You know, when, as you, as you went back and you looked at the film about yourself, uh, about yourself as you as you watched yourself on film and like you said you saw progression through the course of the season what are some things that you saw for yourself that you you have a lot of confidence in that that, that is real exciting for you like what gets you excited about seeing you on film like when you're kind of like in that you're like you're in your lane like you're operating in a place where you are just like you're super focused and dialed in where do you feel that's kind of best for you you know, I, I think, especially in like the last four or five games I played, I think you can you could see me starting to understand, you know, my teammates a little bit better and seeing seeing what they were going to do before, you know, before maybe I wouldn't have known as well. And by then it was just second nature. I knew what they were going to do. I could anticipate them. And, and yeah. that, that, you know, gives you more time on the ball, gives you, you know, a bigger chance on goal. You know, you, you form relationships. They, they got to know me as well. And I think that was, I mean, that was the most exciting thing. And also going into obviously year three with a lot of the same guys, it's going to be, exciting because you know at this point i think they know they know me a lot better than they did and i know them a lot better than i did so it's 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 exciting i think uh there's a lot to look forward to yeah what what partnerships do you see really growing for you i mean obviously zello ryan's there and and the better he knows you that 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 only means great great additions in your stats because he's such a wizard on the field um but what partnerships do you kind of see like flourishing? Like, do you, you know, is there, is there even a better, a really good partnership with you and Jossi or is it, is it really, you know, um, is it coming more from the midfield and things like that? Is it, is it that tactical awareness and understanding with the coaching staff? Like, where do you kind of see those things growing for you? You know, I think it's a bit of everything. And, you know, I think if, you know, obviously Jossi and I haven't really gotten a chance to play together much, but I think, I think there, there would be an understanding there. I think, you know, we train together all the time. And, and I think, you know, when you do forward things, you're always together and forward. I understand him probably better than most people I haven't played with. Um, but for me also, it's, you know, we signed Steven Marrera late in the season to play right back. And he's someone who loves to bomb forward. And, you know, I haven't gotten to play with him a whole lot because he, he pretty much, you know, came in when I came in, um, if not a bit after. So um, that's, that's something, you know, I'm excited for. And obviously, 
you know, when Kevin Molino comes back from injury and we, we just signed, you know, a, another dynamic winger. So I, I love seeing yeah. that. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's really all over the field. And, and like you said, with the coaches as well. So um, there's no like one answer to that question probably. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, looking back for you when you were drafted in the MLS, you know, you went first round. You were the sixth pick, correct? Seventh. Sixth pick. But I appreciate the little bump seventh there. Seventh pick for Yeah, dude, of course. I always get you that seventh, bump. Yeah. Uh, so, so pick seventh overall, you know, in the draft a few years back. Um, and obviously coming out of college, playing here at USD locally in San Diego, um, you know, you, uh, you, you made the choice to go in the MLS draft and not go, you know, in U the USL or anything along those lines. And so at some point in time, you needed to have good representation and find an agent and things like that, that you felt would kind of represent uh, kind of your interests and hopefully, you know, help you parlay, make the most out of your opportunities that you had as a professional. Can you kind of talk about that process? Were you approached by an agency? Did you, did you approach them, uh, an agent? Did MLS connect you on the level? Can you kind of talk a little bit to our audience about what that process was for you? So I, I was put in touch really after my college season where, you know, I had quite a good season. I was put in touch with, um, several agents I, I probably five six seven and then more reached out and i you know every i think every day on instagram i had a different agent you know reaching out trying to bring me to uzbekistan or or you know eastern university somewhere it's it's always something sure. but, um you know i i got to know my agent through my coach at, at in college mike nicholson um who um put me in touch with him and uh, you know, after the season for me, I, he's the only one I really met personally. And I think for me, that was a big deal. I know he came and watched me a couple of times and I'm very much a, someone who relies on trust. And I think um, for me, that was the most important thing. So, you know, at the time it was a smaller agency. The agency has grown massively now, um, but uh, relative to other agencies like Wasserman, this and that. And um, for me, it was more about, you know, having, you know, someone to take care of, you know, the personal side of things, someone who, when I call would answer. Um, and, you know, I know that's not commonplace everywhere else unless you're, you know, a big player. Um, and that was right. my, what I prioritized, but, um, you know, it, it was, I, I was lucky enough to, you know, to have a, have a connection that way. And, you know, we kind of hit it off and it's been, it's been great ever since. So. And what is, so what does that kind of communication look like? I mean, do you, uh, you hop on the phone, like with a weekly call, a monthly call kind of, they, you know, they, he only checks in when he needs, you know, needs you to sign off on something kind of, what does that, that continual client care kind of look like from an agent standpoint? You know, I think it's different for everyone. Um, and I think, you know, everyone has different needs. And I'm, I would like to see myself as a pretty, uh, um, you know, low maintenance kind of guy uh, relative to that. But, you know, there's been times where we've called twice a day for a week because things are happening or we haven't, you know, talked in two or three weeks. And I think either way is fine. And, you know, he obviously he watches all my games and whether it's, you know, watching him back, this or that, he provides feedback uh, as well. And, you know, he's, he's the he's the one who talks to the front office which is perfect because you know you don't want as a player you don't want to be the one dealing with that stuff because it, it causes it could cause internal you know trouble and this and that and yeah um that's what they're there to do they're there to represent you so um yeah i think i think it really depends on the time um but you know for the most part i'm a pretty low maintenance guy but i'm pretty sure you know sure, you, sure. you have to work really really about yourself too so yeah that's pretty awesome. Uh, and I appreciate you sharing, sharing that. Where, where are you at contractually? Where's, where's your kind of contract at right now with the crew? Um, did you have a couple of years left on your contract or kind of what did you re up after this last season? You know, that you really had a breakout year kind of, where are you at with all those things? I'm still in my rookie deal. I'm in, you know, my, my first option on my rookie deal, um, or well, okay. technically second option. 
Um, and then I got another one after this, but you know, it's one of those things where you reevaluate as it goes and, um, you know, I'm happy where I am. I don't need, uh, I'm not, I'm not knocking on the door for more money kind of thing. No, yet, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. No. Well, we'll I know see, that, um, I know that you're a fan favorite. Yeah. I know. I was going to say, I just sorry focus to cut on, you on the field. What you do on the field. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, there's no, only just, so many things that you can you control, right? Everything else comes to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Super funny. There's some buffering going on. Yeah. I mean, I know that you're a f- fan favorite. I mean, you score two goals in the hell is real game, you know, uh, and you know, you are definitely a, a, a cult hero, I think in Columbus, simply from, from that game alone. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, going into this last winter break. I know you got a chance to kind of go abroad a little bit. I know you got to go to the UK and go to, uh, Spain, which is the country of your birth. Um, and got to spend a little bit more. Uh, I know that this last year you spent a little bit more downtime abroad than the year you had before. What um, did you kind of need to just check out a little bit and kind of go abroad or kind of what was the impetus to really just kind of get overseas a little bit for you? I mean, definitely, obviously, you know, good, good, good to go, you know, see family and friends and, and this and that. And obviously I didn't see my friends from college at Henry as you know, in, in two years um, with, with COVID and everything. And, um, obviously you have to take time for yourself. Like I said, you're a human being first and, you know, it's the off season. I, I, I quite enjoy myself. We went to go see a ton of games live and, um, just, you know, we had a good time and enjoyed a little bit warmer weather than there was in Columbus, uh, yeah. which, uh, it's always nice. You know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. warm weather guy for sure, but, um, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it's important to take care of yourself and, and obviously family and friends have to come, have to come first, um, you know, in those moments, cause those are the people who really provide you with happiness. So I, I had a great time um honestly we wish it wish it could have stayed there longer but you know uh you know COVID and everything makes everything a little bit tougher now but uh sure. it's all right and uh i'm looking forward to the next trip already so i bet you are tell me a little bit about some of the games you got to go see over there what what, what matches did you get to go see and, and where well we saw we saw bournemouth fulham at craven cottage uh which is you know championship game number one versus number two in fulham's tiny old yeah. stadium and uh it was it was a great time great fun sitting in the those tiny wooden seats is probably my, probably the best one. Um, you know, it was it was loud. I had a good time. It was the day I landed as well in in England, so it was a it was like a thirty six hour day for me. But it, I you know still picked up had good energy the whole time. So um, it was fun. It was a, it was a good game as well, and it just, just the atmosphere is great to watch. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about in Spain? Did you guys go see any games when you guys were visiting Spain? Um, no, the Barcelona played away when we were there and then they played in Saudi Arabia as well. So it was, uh, okay. uh or Morocco or I think, I think it was Saudi Arabia though. Um, so we, we, you know, we couldn't go any, you know, see any, any games there, but we, we stayed, you know, stayed in and watched at the, you know, in our, in our room and then, in, and we were to, you know, bars and that and where they have all the games on and it was a good time. Okay. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I was thinking of this season, uh, coming up for you, uh, and I don't know how this works with players, especially in MLS, because it's not as big, quote unquote, as a global league as the other other leagues. But I noticed that you don't have any uh, soccer cards uh, with tops or anything like that. So what does that what does that process even look like? If I can pick people who collect cards, expect a Miguel Berry card this next year through tops or how did how does that whole process work for players? I, I- I think I do have a tops card. My aunt has sent me actually. I've actually you have one, two for my aunt. Yeah, you have the tops now, 
when you scored yeah. in the Hell is Real game, which is have, there's one guy one. selling a copy of that on yeah. eBay for like 250 bucks, which I appreciate you, but I the market is really high on that yeah. one. So I'm, I'm looking for the second Miguel <laughs> Berry card that's out there in public. But how, what is that, yeah. you know, uh, how does that even work for, for a player or anything like that? And when when can uh, when can we expect a legitimate Miguel Berry card out there? You know, I couldn't tell you. I, I think it's a, it's a lack of respect if there wasn't one before, but, you know, that's how things work. Amen. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big you know, fan. People only, like, people only pat you on the back when things are going well, right? Isn't that, isn't that how it works? But, yeah. um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure on that. But I guess we're going to have to wait and see. And uh, hopefully hopefully, there's a couple of special editions this year. <laughs> a couple more Hell Absolutely. Would be would be ideal. So, yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, listen, I, you know, 800 minutes in MLS, eight goals, one assist. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else people really want from you. I mean, I don't Whoa, think that you don't, don't sell me short. Was it two assists? Just... Okay, All right, fair enough. No, I like it. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, but but thinking about that though is <laughs> that you know you're not, you're not a secret in MLS anymore, right? You're not, you're not, you're not just hidden under a lamp anymore. And and so going into like this next year, um, can you talk a little bit, kind of like of what your goals are? I mean, it's got to your goals for yourself have to be beyond you know just goals and assists and things like that, but. You know, what are you what are you kind of hoping and intending going into this next year to kind of put your stamp on the league that, you know, you're you're not a guy who's going to bounce back between loan options to USL or anything like that, that you're here and you're here to stay. What conversations with the coaching staff have you had? Anything like that? But can, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, obviously, it's it's, you know, competing every day for me personally, like, you know, I wanted to play in the playoffs. I was, you know, very upset that I didn't get to, you know, last year. It was because th- we felt our team was more than good enough. And, you know, it, it would have been, you know, time with injuries. It would have been me playing as well in those playoff games. And I would have would loved to participate in that. And that's something that's still, you know, I still have to knock off my, my list in, in my career. And that's really the ultimate goal. Um, but for me, I don't really have overarching targets for, for a season. I, I, I tend not to look that far ahead. For me, it's just scoring and trying to score in every game I play. Um, that's just, you know, the way I, my, my MO and, and, you know, it's, you know, I think Caleb mentioned in press conference, uh, you know, that he, he wants me to compete with Jossi, but for me, it's never really competing. Um, you know, he's, he's a great player. And I think we both, I think we both just push each other to make it better. So whether we play together, what, whatever happens or, or, you know, he plays and I come in or I come, I play and he comes in or whatever, you know, because there's so many games in the season, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You just always have to be ready. And that's where I learned last year and, and take advantage of your opportunities be, because, you know, I, I'm very aware that, you know, I probably had one chance last year. And if I didn't score in that first game that I played in, I probably wouldn't have played the rest of the season. That's just how it works right. um, at this level. Right. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, that's just how it works. Um, and especially someone like me, I think, you know, I, I need to I, I need to showcase what I can do playing. And, and you know, training's great. But, it, you know, a game is a game. And that there's people who can play in games. There's people who can't. I, I, you know, I'd like to think I can't, so. I'm I'm a big believer that you can as well. Um, no, I, I think it's I think it's good because you know uh, Giassi is a fantastic player and a fantastic striker in his own right, and he is he has done a lot at Crew. Uh, you know, and even thinking about you know your first year with the team, anyways, you guys win MLS Cup, right? Um, and wanting to you know, I'm sure you wanted to be uh, more of a contributor, but it, I, even just being in that environment, can, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. What was that like, kind of being in the environment, first year MLS Cup, you know, versus you know year two, not even making the playoffs. Um, you know, w- going into the off season, you know, did you feel 
did you feel like you're running at at like a, a deficit going from this the not making the playoffs? Is there a little bit more motivation now to kind of prove, you know, the naysayers you're wrong to get the season off on the right foot? Kind of what's the difference in the mindset there for you? You know, I, I think people are going to come back with a little bit more of an edge. Um, not to say we didn't have one. I think we got crushed by injuries and, and you know, things just, just seem to go wrong for us, you know, at every turn. And, and that happens, you know, it goes from bad to worse very, very quickly. Um, but it was one of those situations last year where, you know, we'd play a game and, you know, we'd somehow lose or tie and the team would be like, wow, you guys are way better than us. We don't know how we got this result. Um, and it would happen consistently. But, you know, of course, you have to get results to, um, to uh, you know, right. prove your worth. And I think, you know, this year we're more than confident in our team and our squad and what we have going forward. And I know they're, they're still probably signing players and this and that to compete. And, um, you know, I, I don't think there's a doubt in our mind that, that, that we can compete in everything. So, um, you know, I think also last year goes without saying that, you know, the champion or, or playing in, you know, champions league early in the season, having games, you know, Tuesday and then Saturday and, and you're flying there and there in Nicaragua and Mexico, it's, it's very difficult and it's hard way to start the year. And, um, I think just you know we're gonna take one game at a time this this next year and, and hopefully uh, hopefully show show who the crew are again. Right, and and uh, along with that too, I mean, I, I as I understand it, I think the U.S. Open Cup is is back on this year as well, correct? And so that there's there's a whole another so. there's a whole another kind of opportunity as far as for games uh, minutes and things like that rotation to kind of happen where you know if you're not able to get into the game on Saturday or Sunday, there might be a great opportunity for you to get some minutes and, and keep your, keep your fitness up and keep your, your game level, you know, high and things like that too, which will be, which will be really great. Also, you know, having the addition of Aiden Morris back on the field for you guys, I think is, is going to be, you know, it was a heartbreaking injury for him uh, last season because, you know, last year was, uh, was supposed to be such a massive breakout year for him, I think in his career. And so I, I think that that's going to be a massive, uh, bolster uh, to your guys's lineup going into this next year. Um, you know, uh, you live with a couple guys who you've lived with for for quite a while who have been involved in the academy. Uh, one of those guys, Dad, happens to have you know one of the most important jobs in the country. And as you know, and as you see, you know, some somebody here who has a huge vested interest in, in seeing the national team program go. Um, has there been any conversation with you and, and anybody at the the national team as well as, as possibly getting a call up in the future, or ha has there been any conversation along those lines, or hey, we got to we're keeping our eye on you, or anything along those lines for you? You know, I, I know those guys watch pretty much every single game of soccer in the world simultaneously. I don't know how they do it. Um, so you know, I'm sure I'm sure they watched, and you know. Um, for me, that's that's always always an end goal. Uh, for me, I mean, that, that's incredible. Obviously, this year being a World Cup year, um, it's just it'd be a tremendous honor. But you know, at this point, like I said, it's taking one game at a time. Um, and, yeah. You know, it, it's it's obviously difficult. I'm in a difficult position. I'm not in, you know, uh, I'm not at a club necessarily that 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 is you know looking to play, you know, young talent. When you have so the national team striker now, it's it's t it's tough to. Uh, you know, you have to, you have to earn, earn every single minute you get. So that, that's all I'm trying to do. And, um, you know, obviously I get to, I get, I'm so lucky I get to learn from Giassi, who's, who's unbelievable. I think uh, yep. probably one of the most underrated players. Well, probably the most underrated player in the national team pool, most disrespected. I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how um, I, I think, yep. I think people, you know, they, they like to target him, but I don't think they really understand what he does. So uh, 
it's frustrating for me as a fan and as someone, you know, who knows him and, and we call him a friend. So it's, it's frustrating, but you know, I just have to, uh, you know, tell myself I know better and, and try not to participate because there's so many times I want to reply to people on Twitter, but I know I can't. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I, I hear you on that. He seems, uh, you know, my impression of Jossie is, is, uh, he is, seems like a very, very solid dude on and off the field. He, he seems like a guy that is just a clubhouse guy where anybody can come up to him at any point in time and he's going to put his arm around him and care about him. He seems like such a loving, you know, diehard guy that the level of vitriol that that dude receives is just completely unwarranted. Uh, the fan base is insufferable. Like, you know, I, I do my, yeah, I know that you see every now and then I kind of get flamed out and I, I start, I start getting hacked at people, but uh, the fan base is absolutely insufferable and unkind and, um, you know, Giassi for some reason is, and, you know, guys like Giassi and Paul Areola seem for some reason just seem like the butt of everybody's, you know, frustration that, you know, we're not France, you know, or we're not Germany or this other stuff. And it's, it's really unfair because these guys have been such great torchbearers for so long and have carried, you know, carried the program and cared about the program um, where everybody was turning their back or not going to games or, or just being pissed. Um, yeah. So again, not to, not to put you on the spot as far as like the national team spotlight and, and granted, again, there's only so much that you can do. Uh, I was just kind of curious if that's ever, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, of, of wanting to um, represent your country and, and, you know, kind of what, you know, you see that as also one of those avenues that as, as you are more successful, more doors get opened, um, which is great. You know, you talked a little bit even in the uh, earlier in the conversation about agents that wanted to take you abroad. Um, can you talk a little bit about that that decision right there to uh, to see going abroad as an opportunity, or actually seeing the MLS and even just the structure we have in the states? Can you kind of talk a little bit about what that decision was like for you to kind of decide what was really best for your playing career? Because obviously you had options to do both because you've got a European passport. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's it's you know finding where where you can match your value as a player, both both as a player at a level as well as you know, there's so many different things financially, you know, your family, this and that 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 that, that come in that come into play. And I think, you know, like you, you just said, I think for me, my goal as a, as a player is to maximize your choices. That's uh, that's everything you know you can do. So. The more choice you have, the, the more likely you are to take a, you know, make a better choice, I think, um, or have, make a choice that's better for you, per se, if, then it's, if it's not in your hands. Um, and I think for me, I, I think new com- I knew coming out of college, especially the way college is seen, I think, worldwide, that probably domestically would be my best chance um, to really make a name for myself for, to start start a career. But, you know, you never know where your career is going to take you. And I think uh, it's just maximizing opportunity and seeing uh, – seeing, you know, where it can take you because you never know. Do, do you feel that there's a um, kind of an, an itch to prove yourself um, abroad? Like, do, do you feel that, you know, uh, your career is less if you if you be, end up just being, quote, quote, unquote, like a really good, solid domestic player? You have a nice, long career. You know, you you and do you, do you feel that you're you're um, you're selling your career short or do you look at that as like, no, this is this is where I am. This is where I'm happy. This is where I've got roots and I'm growing, you know, because there, there's this mentality out there that unless you go to Europe, you know, you haven't really challenged yourself. But as you're finding you know, there, there's, there's a lot of challenges domestically still to, to, you know, MLS is a, 
is growing as a league and its competitiveness and, and where people used to just walk in here and waltz all over everybody. It's not really the case anymore. Yeah. And, and I think, I think within the league, there's a lot less of that. Oh, you're not really a real player until you go abroad now than there was probably five years ago, 10 years ago. I think now people are realizing, Holy crap, this is, this is the real deal. This is, you know, and I think it's growing. I said in another interview in five years, I think it's going to be definitely top six big league in the world. You know, right now, I think, I don't know where the championship is. I don't know where it is now, but I think, I think it'll be a lot closer in distance. And I think, you know, you look at players who've come here in the last couple of years, they thought it'd be easy. And, you know, it was easy for them. And uh, I think, I think most of those guys realize how really to, to be push be part of that growth is incredible. To be pushing the level forward is is, is an honor. Um, and I you know I've got thirty three or thirty four year old teammates who've been in the league their whole career, and to see what they've done and wh- where they started and where they where they brought it now, it's it's incredible. And and you know as a current player, eternally grateful to those guys. You know you know guys like that around my club, Dante Washington, who you know works in the front office now, who tells me story about making you know twelve and a half thousand a year his 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 rookie year. Uh, you know, to, to where you know guys you know sign these huge deals now, um, it's incredible. And you know, we owe those guys everything. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's you know thinking about for yourself, um, thinking about you know as you were coming out of the academy here at, at San Diego Surf and going into college, thinking about where the MLS game was, or even the academy where, where academies were in the country at that point in time, uh, to where they even are today. Um, especially with where the league is at and developing and establishing younger talent. Um, it kind of just seems that, you know, you are at the right place at the right time. And these are great opportunities. And it, it's just really wonderful to see you kind of seizing all of it, seizing it with humility. Um, but also to, to know that, man, it can go, it can, it can be taken away pretty fast. As, as you've even noticed from, you know, being roommates with Aiden, right? One injury, one game, and then, you know, you're out for the next 11 months. And I'm sure you've, you guys have been able to hang out, have lots of conversations and, and kind of walk through some of the frustrations there. Um, how, uh, how do you feel that, uh, as in, in, you know, with the app and everything that we're trying to build at Soccer Geeks and what we're trying to do, you know, we're really trying to take a focus on, on development. Um, do you feel looking back that there were tools that you wish you had um, as you were, you know, growing and playing club soccer and things like that, or even when you were playing in college, do you feel that there were tools that you had that would help you have the same experience that you had this off season when you went back and watched every game and you kind of were able to analyze your movements and where you found success and where you needed to grow on the field? What, what kind of tools looking back do you wish you had sooner that you feel have really helped you mature um, as a player, both on and off the field? I think um, for me, uh, obviously film is great. And now they have all these, you know, Instat does it. And they have all these different programs that, that you know, take your performance. And they're not, they're not 100% perfect, but they're pretty accurate um, in terms of, you know, dribbles, duels, aerial duels, passes completed, this and that. And I think, you know, some of those stats, I think if you, you, you need to look at more carefully than others, because um, obviously you can't just, you can't, re- you can't understand a game just by statistics always. Um, I th- I think there's a lot of soccer's that's the beauty of soccer it's one of those very interpretive games and i think um looking back i think those kind of things would have really helped me back in the day so i could see hmm, you know i'm losing i only won 27 percent of aerial duels this game I, I i could get that up over 50 
and then you watch the aerial duel specifically and this and that. And I think that kind of thing, um, you know, is, is incredible. And I think if you look at, you know, my dribbles here or dribbles there, you know, passes, long passes. And I think that kind of stuff's incredible. Um, and, and it's helpful now even, but I can't imagine college, uh, you know, have, having, if I, if I would have had that or, and, and obviously, you, like you mentioned, academy, um, I think, I don't even know if that, that stuff existed in the academy, uh, but it's incredible to see how far it's come, but that stuff was, would have been incredible to have. What, what stat for you kind of, you know, stands out as, as one that, that you kind of key in on, like for your, for yourself, um, or even as you're looking at other players, like, um, that you have to go up against or things like that. What are, what are kind of some of the stats that you look at, um, that help you kind of analyze that, that progress or that development best? Um, for, for me, it's a couple of things. When I look at uh, other teams, really, you know, when I look at other center backs, I mainly focus on aerial duels. Cause I think that gives you a, you know, pretty good idea how they play. Uh, you know, if you turn, look at just stats, um, for me in particular, um, I look at a lot of our, our running data. Uh, so, so, you know, how much work I'm doing in the field and, and high metabolic load and this and that and, and you know, uh, sprint distance and this and that. And that tells me, you know, how it can tell you because every game's different. Some days you run a lot more than others. And but that, that I like to look at you and give myself a good idea of work because obviously if you, if you put in the work, the rest will come. And I think that for me, that's, that's where I learned from Giasse, at least, you know, that's one of the things that were, you know, you work hard and, and everything else comes, everything else will fall into place. Um, so those are the stuff that I look at um, because, you know, a lot of the other stuff is valuable, but you have to take with a grain of salt um, because every game is different and, and not every game you're going to get, you know, 50 passes to your feet. I've, I've played games this season where I had 13 touches the whole game. So right. it's just difficult, but that's how it is. Right. If you were to talk to younger players, boys or girls right now that are, you know, playing club soccer or, and, and will kind of want to take their game to kind of the next level and are looking to really hone in and focus on their, on their development, what would be some key areas that you would tell youth players right now? Like, hey, if you focus on these, these kind of simple things, you're, you're going you're gonna to be able to get the best kind of out of yourself without it just being goals and assists and, hey, run more or run faster. You know, what are what's like your, your best bits of advice with everything that you've learned and everything that you kind of settle into, what are some of the places that you really want to, to encourage kind of the next generation of players coming up? I always say, you know, soccer is a game of decisions. Um, and the better you are technically, the more decisions you have available to you. So if you can do everything two times quicker than you can do it now, you'll give yourself much more time and many more options in the field to do it. But that's not, I mean, doing everything quick isn't always the best thing. I think for me, it, doing everything as quick as you can or doing everything quicker than you do now goes hand in hand with understanding when to go fast, when to go slow and understanding the tempo of the game. And I think those two things are things that I think, you know, young players need to be able to maximize more so than, you know, than other things to focus on because – I think doing everything, being able to do everything quicker than you do now—that's that's the key to you know moving up a level. Because um, the rest, the rest will come. Physically, will come. You know, if you, you put in the work physically, that'll come. Goals, assists come with all that. But if you you know can can be quicker on the ball, but also understand the game more so, whether that's watching, whether that's playing more games, I think that's that's the key. 
Yeah. And we talked to, you know, you and I have had conversations in the past where, you know, you felt that from a physical, I mean, you're a physical specimen now. I mean, you're what, you're six, four, what, two, two, ten, two Oh five. What are you? What's your, what's your stats now? I'm, I'm six, six, three, one, one eighty two to one eighty six around there. Oh my. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, so you're a physical <laughs> specimen of a human being, but you weren't always that big. Like you've talked about in the past where you were kind of a late bloomer, uh, physically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking at opportunities that you had or things like that, and just from a, a phys- physical maturing standpoint. And I, and I think that for the audience, people need to kind of also understand that too. It's not like you were 14 years old with the same frame you have right now. You kind of grew <laughs> into your frame and then it took some time to fill it out. And then you also had to still hone and working on your skills and, at the end of the day, I think players can really only operate in the body that they've been given. You know, there's guys who like right. players come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, they really do. I mean, we look at a guy like uh, Adam Atreore, you know what I mean? There's, there's only a couple guys in the world that are kind yeah. of built and fit, you know, fit like that, but not every player is like that. Right. And so, um, so let me ask you a question. Who is your favorite in the MLS? Who's your favorite? Uh, gosh, this might get you in trouble. Who's your favorite center back pairing to go up against? Like who just kind of gets you out of bed and you're like, yeah, let's do, we got business to do today. Let's go. I don't know about pairing to go up against. I think, you know, my, the game that I found where I had the most space and freedom was actually DC United away. Um, I think they played a back three. I think they had some guys out. Um, and it was, it was the like the first game where I felt like, like, Going into it, we knew we had something there. Um, and we went 1-0 down, actually, in the second minute. Paul Ariola of all people, put one of the unbelievable goal in the top corner. Um, but, you know, we, we knew we had something the whole game. We just had to stay patient. Um, and all of a sudden, spaces started opening up everywhere. And I think, uh, you know, I think they play very, very brave. So I think for me, that was that was the game looking back this season. I don't know if there's a, there's a specific pairing. Um, but, you know, I just love playing against the best. So, uh you know, I think NYCFC have you know had great center backs, and obviously they won they won the league. So, um, yeah, that's probably a key to that. But you know, Nashville matchup will probably be pretty fun this Jonathan year, Mensa. right? Yeah, Nashville, Nashville is obviously tough. Walker Zimmerman is a heck of a player, heck of a player. He's yeah. unbelievable athlete, smart player, good on the ball. So he was probably the hardest one I played against all season. So. Fair enough. Well, I mean, then the, the award sounds like it's well uh, well earned for his part. Who who did you feel? Uh, this last season, who was the best at talking trash? Like who wins the, the, you know, the, the silver tongue award for Miguel Berry for this last year. Now I can only talk about people on our team because I don't, I don't really get involved and I'll tell you Derek yeah, yeah, yeah. Jr. Easily, easily wins that <laughs> category. I think he, he, he'll get, okay. he'll take first, second and third in that first, okay. second, third. Oh, my computer's dying. I'll plug it in real quick. You can cut this. (laughs) Sorry. I'm at four minutes. I don't want to cut out on you there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, no worries. No, we're we're good to go. We're good to go. Okay. (laughs) Nice nice save there, Miguel. Nice save. The the final minute of the game. He came in. I love it. Yeah, man. Hey, I just I want to say thanks again. Uh, Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for being so candid about your experience. Uh, We really hope that for our audience, you know, not only do they connect 
uh, with some of the great things that you have to share, but they also continue to follow your, your progress uh, in your career. Uh, and you know, as always, I'm going to be here with my pom-poms out cheering you, cheering you week in and week out, buddy. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful to, to know you and to see your progress. And I can't wait for all the wonderful things this next season has in store for you. So thanks for being a guest on the show, man. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jason. Anytime you want. I think I've known you, what, five years now? I think since yeah. I was 19, maybe. So it's, I mean, yep. it's, it's been a long ride. Uh, yeah, we've known each other a while. So um, it, it's incredible. And, you know, obviously you're, you're doing great things. And, and I hope I hope everything you guys do with this app, I, I think it, you know, I hope it helps helps young players. Uh, you know, it, it's incredible to see, like you said, how much the game's grown. And I, I hope these kids yep. can, can keep pushing it forward. So it's great. We'll keep after it, man. Have the best of seasons this year with Columbus. We'll be cheering you on all the way. Yeah, I'll do my best. Thank you. I know you will. Catch you later, buddy. Thanks.